Justin and Jai are a couple of guys who know they're gonna die, so they're biding time by consuming content and wasting their breath. It's a podcast called Amusing Ourselves to Death. Good morning, and welcome to Amusing Ourselves to Death, a weekly conversation show about the totally real movies that we love. Recording from Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, I'm Jaya Peck. Joining me as always, bye-bye Earth, bye-bye Moon, bye-bye Sun, it's Justin Passano. Hello. How are you? How's it? Huh? How how are you? Oh, no, no, no. You go oh, ahead. No, no, you go ahead, please. <laughs> no, no, you go ahead. No, just, please. No, no, you, you podcast first. Uh, okay. Well, I, no, I was asked how you doing. How, how are you? Justin is good. The sun is shining. It's late March. Uh, things are looking up. Look, things are. There's a sense of positivity in the air. I'm on three cups of coffee right now. Uh, I'm ready to. Cool. Yeah, this is going to be a fun one today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I've been looking forward to it. Um. Mm. Yeah, it's just the two of us today. No guests. Yeah, no. Yeah, guestless episode. Guestless of the of the podcast. Yeah, uh, I'm trying to podcast standing up. So if you notice a little st- step in my voice, or not at all, I got or literal steps, little steps. Yeah, I'm walking around. <laughs> uh, yeah, I got my microphone mounted on a couple board games that I hope we can play in person soon, and uh, a couple David Foster Wallace novels, just kind of propping everything up. So nice. I'm uh, yeah trying something new. Cool. Well, I mean, you and I can, in a week, play board games, the two of us at least. Yeah, Justin, you are fully fully veed, fully vaxxed. I'm fully veed currently. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be next by April 2nd, also yeah. the day that I, I... I didn't really talk about this on the mic yet. I, I did uh, I quit my job. <laughs> this isn't a bit, you know? I know this happens. Yeah. <laughs> you might Should look at the release job? date. Yeah. Uh, I just got... I've been doing 10 years of the same line of work, and I kind of just reached a... a, a not a breaking point, but just kind of like a reflection of the last year of like, I just need to find a new way to pay my bills. So I, my last day and my vaccination, fully vaccination is April 2nd. So look out world, uh, Jayapec 3.0 is coming online. Nice. So, and so you're going to be looking to do more freelance video editing, yeah, video and stuff like editing, that? videography. Uh, yeah, I'm, I've been trying to just put myself to school with like graphic design, motion design, and seeing what sticks, you know, I, I don't know. I, I like the freelance lifestyle. You know, you can't put me in a cubicle, baby. So uh, I also just like taking naps in the middle of the day and, uh, you know, w- walking to get coffee. I don't know. These are things that you can obviously do if you have a re- like a normal job. But there just was never a life that I ever gelled with, I guess. So You can't, you can't really nap during the day or walk to get coffee when you have a normal <laughs> job, usually. <laughs> unless you have I mean like, unless you got good like you know I'm sure people have all kinds of like skills and games they can play to kind of figure out you know oh the storage room at three o'clock is perfect you know that that's when the boss leaves and, oh yeah I mean you could definitely find ways to like certain techniques to you know 
be a little bit lazy at work. Mm-hmm. Not that I do that. No, no, of course. And no. I, and just to be clear, I never was lazy at work either. I was always on time and professional and never mm-hmm. never under the influence of any kind of mind-altering substances. Or <laughs> so. Nobody assumed that until no, you said no, it. No, not at all. <laughs> well, uh, if there's any listeners out there who in the future need any freelance uh, video work, get at us. Jaya mm-hmm. will not be on mushrooms while doing them. No, not at all. Or unless you want him to be. Yeah, sometimes it's like the spice that just makes the pie shine, as the phrase goes. What? The, <laughs> the spice sp- that makes the pie shine? You never heard that phrase before? A pie is supposed to shine? Yeah, you know, like shine like in a windowsill or something. Okay, but what spice would you put on them to make them shine? Uh, <laughs> would you spice a pie, like when it's done? I don't yeah, get Yeah, yeah, a little spice at the top, you know, like a little cayenne pepper. What? On, yeah. on a okay, it's, maybe a savory know, pie. Yeah. Well, even like you ever like uh, have a scoop of ice cream, put a little salt on it. No. No. <laughs> I mean, I could see that. It's like dipping a French fry in a frosty. Right. Right. But I've I've never I, I don't think that's the same as sprinkling cayenne pepper on top mm. of a pie steaming right. on a windowsill. I mean, I've only done it once, but I it's just it, I'm assuming it's a it's a phrase for some reason. Someone's done it at some. Point. I've never. I mean, I've never heard that and. And while we're at it, cayenne pepper would not make a pie shine. And, and in fact, it would dull it, if anything. It would dull the natural shine from the fats of the... the you know, it, it's not about... The, the podcast is not... A, it's not the pie cast. Um, <laughs> not yet. We're going to move on. Because uh, we, we're covering, like, kind of a... Uh, a uh, An epic kind of movie here. Yeah. Oh, um, that's, a movie that's not pe- this. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's a movie not many people have seen. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called Sunset Earth. Uh, it's a, a sci-fi film from 2007. Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, it's the directorial debut of Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen. Yeah, you know, they were going through that phase, kind of like post Full House, but like kind of as their fashion empire was kind of in its infancy, and they were just like, let's just try directing a a, a um, 150 million dollar blockbuster film, starring yeah. Judd Hirsch, Zendaya, Jake Busey, Matthew ben, Lillard, Ben Savage, Diane Weist, Clancy Brown. And yeah. and your favorite character was voiced by you know the great David Proval. Oh yeah yeah that yeah. was that was my yeah that was my favorite character. Yeah uh, Richie April from The Sopranos yeah just yes. come, just coming to kick some ass. Yeah. Um, yeah I mean he's a yeah he's kind of he's like a he plays the computer I believe in this. Uh-huh. It's not really a computer it's more of like a. It's like a uh, pre Siri pre Alexa kind of yeah. AI assistant. Yeah. But it can all like do a few things, like it can wash windows and it'll pick up your mail. But that's it. You can't ask it for the weather or no. Yeah. I mean, this is like 2007, so it's like we were kind of on the cusp of that um, mm-hmm. technology. But uh, this, the, I mean, this movie actually takes place in 2018. So mm-hmm. you know, made in 2007, kind of ambitious. So they kind of almost kind of got it right. Yeah, um, yeah, it's it's like the technology you see in any sci-fi. It's just like it's like the world it's being written and produced in, like amped up like by like you know, nineteen degrees. It's nothing like crazy radical. Like you know, movies in the sixties like they they had computers, but they still looked like those old Apple twos with like you know black backgrounds and green text, right? Just right. like everywhere, and they didn't have cell phones. They didn't even imagine. Yeah, I'm sure they had like some kind of devices, but. Uh, yeah, so it's a cool sci-fi movie that's a favorite of Justin's, Justin and I's. We've been looking at cover for a long time. Yeah, I wanted to cover this since the beginning of the show. Yeah, but, it was know. the Google Doc, very top. It's yes, just, we got just, a Google Doc uh-huh. with just all the list of movies we want to get to. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And it's actually written. It's is actually a spec script by Alan Moore from like the early '90s. Was it like '91? I think it was '92. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he, he was just one of those things that like he was trying to get made for years. Like I know he was like an anti-Hollywood guy, but mm-hmm. I think that um, he was just trying. He was trying a new step in a different direction, and he just started writing big budget disaster pick films and somehow Mary Kane Ashley I think they met him at a party or something like in New York yeah and I think the story is that they were at a party in New York Alan Moore was there I think by accident mm-hmm. I don't think he meant to be there somebody or maybe they were there by accident it was it was a kind of a chance meeting um and you know he kind of was talking to somebody else about the story Mary Kate and Ashley heard about this and they kind of took it. Like it didn't get it didn't get made. Obviously, um, he scrapped it. Right. Uh, went through a lot but, of drafts. I'm looking right. at IMDb, and there's just there's like it went through 17 different drafts. Mm-hmm. So. And they took one of the drafts that he had not copyrighted. Mm-hmm. So that's what ended up becoming this movie. Right. And he was pretty upset about it, as most of the stuff he you know famously Alan Moore doesn't like any of the adaptations of any of his work, any of his work, and much less work that he never even made in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um. So. Yeah, he was going to make into a comic book series, I think, mm-hmm. but he was just like, let me just see if this works just as a screenplay mm-hmm. and, you know, just just kind of spread his wings a little bit, you know. Yeah. I think even at, a, at old age, people can change that, you know, they might not always be set in their ways. So so luckily right. this movie got, uh, like, luckily, like, you know, I think the, the Olsons were looking for financing or just, like, someone to kind of spearhead this project. People were like, oh, the, the twins from Full House, they did the mysteries. Like, how could they direct a movie about... Right. Like uh, the sun's expanding at a rate that's going to devour the entire Earth, and astronauts go save the day. And and they're 21 at right. this point. Right. Yeah. To, to to entrust a budget of 150 million dollars to two 21 year old unproven. You know, they made right. some like you know some. I mean, they have a following. They're in the uh, business. They made, they made those detective like American Ashley mysteries that were big in the in the 90s. Mm-hmm. You know, they the, the people will, they see those names. You know, that's that, that puts asses in the seats. True, but maybe um, that uh, one of them was in that one movie. Uh, she played a witch. It was kind of a take on um, Beauty and the Beast or something like that. Mm-hmm. I think it was like 2012. I forget what it was, um, but uh, I saw that in theaters and it was, my friends. It was just, I think it was just it called like time. Witches. Am I right? <laughs> I <don't>, <laughs> it might. I mean, it might have been. That might be a different yeah. movie. But this was like okay. this is like something else about some dude ends up being like some like Mary Kate or Ashley, one of them plays a witch who makes him ugly and then he has mm. to like uh become a good guy to become attractive again but anyway, i just remember my friends and i were in the theater and then uh this mom and her daughter were in the front row mm-hmm. and my friends were like making fun of it so loudly that they like got really upset and they just, they just <laughs> left right yeah yeah uh have you, have you yeah, ever left really a movie have you ever left the movie like you're in there and for whatever reason either the content on the screen or behavior of the audience caused you to leave Yes, I've wa- I walked out of the big green. The uh, soccer was, film. Yes, the soccer okay. film. That was. Okay. Uh, I walked out of that. Uh, that was not what I expected. I wanted to walk out of uh, Michael Bay's Transformers, but I was. Um, I was with my friend Devlin, and uh, I think we were kind of like blocked in, and I think he kind of just wanted to stay. I w- I was ready to leave. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like there was one more. I may have walked out of Free Willy too. Hmm. This is, a, this is a, like in my teens, these movies. I was really in a big walkout kind of. 
Yeah, you're, uh, you're hoping like someone notices, like, oh, well, I guess the movie just sucks. Then let's, let's yeah, tell, yeah. let's tell Steven Spielberg, you know? Oh <laughs> yeah, it's shitty movies. There's a there. There was a um, uh, which Marvel movie that I walk out of where I just didn't feel like staying till the end of the credits. It might have been Spider Man Homecoming, or f- not Far From Home. I stayed for that one, but anyway, I left, and then the usher outside. He's like. Oh hey, there's actually like a couple more things. I'm like, yeah, I don't care. And I just, <laughs> the usher was telling walking. me that because I, I, in my experience, it's always as as a former usher in another life, it's always like, come on, just just go. If the sooner the audience clears the theater, the sooner yeah. we can clean, the sooner we can take a smoke break. Let's just just fuck. You know, you don't need to see yeah. this. Right, right. I was like, I'll I, look it up on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, it'll be it'll, everywhere. Yeah, it'll be it's gonna be about some scepter thing. I don't remember. Uh-huh. Uh, there'll be some, some glowing orbs, some cameo by yeah. character you forgot about because the last film that they were in was seven years ago. And- right. And I had gone by myself, so there wasn't anybody there I could turn to and be like, who was that? Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> was but, who was that person? <laughs> yeah. But anyway, yeah. Uh, sun, uh, 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 sunset yeah. Earth. Sunset Earth. Yeah. yeah. Did you see this in theaters? I almost said Earth Sunset. Earth Sunset, uh, yeah. No, I didn't see this in theaters. This ended up being like kind of a DVD release. This was back when um, uh, Blockbuster was doing, they were right about to close, and they were doing this deal where you could become like, it was almost like Movie Pass. You could mm-hmm. get like a certain number of free rentals a month if you signed up for this program. And I remember uh, my friends and I rented Thank You for Smoking and this movie. And then there was another Aaron Eckhart movie that we ended up actually uh, turning off because it involved him uh, sleeping with an underage girl. Hey. Yeah. And uh, we were just like, ah, I don't want to see this. <laughs> Understandable. Um, but yeah. Um, yeah. So we rented it then. And then, yeah, it was just like, it's just fun. You know? Yeah. Um, it, it, that's, that's the word to define. Sons of Earth is just a fun ride. You know? Yeah. Uh, we saw just some great casting, you know, un- just inspired casting. Judd Hirsch coming out, coming out of the, uh, the batting cage and just to kind of hit some homers. Yeah. I think that's <laughs> baseball reference yeah i think yeah no i think he hits quite a few homers in that yeah in space too which is kind of um you know you, you think like the the trajectory of, of a of a baseball in zero gravity just wouldn't mm-hmm. work but you know they, they fudge some some of the scientific details mary kay nationally you know i think they they realize that you know yes there's no sound in space but you do want to hear that crack of a bat hitting the hitting the baseball it's just so right. satisfying exactly yeah and it was produced by danny boyle so like, yes I think danny he, boyle. he had his hands in it you know he had fresh off of sunshine mm-hmm. um he already had all the sets and and like all all like he had all this like b-roll footage of like the sun and the earth and like spaceships and he was like hey mary kate ashley i loved you know i loved your work so let me just help you out here and just hopefully this is the beginning of a beautiful uh partnership in filmmaking yeah. i think famously he was also at that famous party where alan moore and mary kate and ashley mm-hmm. olsen were at danny boyle was you know i read next to them so it was almost like kind of like a little game of telephone like i think mary kate or ashley one of them heard it told the other one who then told danny boyle and they were like we got to get going on this yeah we got to make this right away mm-hmm. um and at this point this was like 2006 and so mary kate and ashley olsen were only 20 so they weren't drinking mm-hmm. uh no 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 like they, were, so they, they were they were the designated drivers that night i believe yeah they were yeah, for, for um, their younger sister Elizabeth, who was heavily drinking. So. Oh yeah, oh yeah, heavily. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't think we even need to get into that. Yeah, no, no, that's it's, it's, it's mostly it's, just it's, sad. That's another podcast. Um, funny though, uh, you, you talk about Judd Hirsch hitting a lot of homers uh, in this. Uh, you forget? Did you did you mean to do that? Because he has that part in the um, the control room where he actually punches his supervisor, whose name is Homer. 
That's right. Yeah, that, that that's that's like some real subtext right there. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's I didn't pick that up the first couple times. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, it's, cool. so he does hit a literal homer in uh-huh. this movie, among many yeah. other like you know. Oh, it, mu- it must homers. just be like something in the air, just kind of just yeah. those connections are made. Yeah, I do love that part though. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, see, I love sci-fi, but I, hard sci-fi I have a hard time with. But if you can get something like you know, this movie kind of reminds me of Armageddon. You know, it's just mm. like where it's like. Yeah, there's some there's some science to it, or like Interstellar, where it's like that is also a little maybe too heady. But I, the moment Judd Hirsch stands up and like punches, like nobody at NASA is gonna punch somebody. Right? Else. Yeah, it's it's yeah. like they kind of screen out people who have that capability of like just random violence. I think you know early on in in the NASA uh, career. Yeah, so. I feel like it's like a red flag, something they would catch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but. What did you see? Did you see this on DVD or did you see this in the theater? I actually saw it. I was actually working at the the Regal Cinemas in Quakertown. Oh, the uh, famous Regal in Quakertown. Or Quaker, Quakertown, the Regal Cinemas at Richland Crossing 12. And it was one of those like weekends where it's like, no, no, it was like a, it was like a Thursday afternoon. I had I had like the day off, and they were getting rid of a bunch of movies. Like they were getting rid of like Norbit and Hannibal Rising. Norbit. Yeah, yeah, you know all this, all these like kind of just. These movies they dumped. Uh, Epic movie was out. Isn't um not, not to interrupt, but isn't Norbit the one where they built that giant Eddie Murphy head? Yes, it is. Yeah, okay. it, was, it was a giant. It, it, it was it was kind of unfortunate. Like it actually fell and took out a craft service person on set. Oh my god! Yeah, it was just like it was a whole lawsuit about it. Like they oh. just like just some shoddy construction and uh, they used like recycled parts and just, yeah, the head just fell over, just knocked out uh, a poor. Um, person craft, craft uh, services person craft services person that's unfortunate yeah because i'm sure they it was paid the, enough. it was actually dedicated to that person so wait uh, what the head was no the movie itself oh the movie oh, yeah. oh okay all right that'd be ironic if the head was like dedicated to this craft service person who then it mm-hmm. rolled on to yeah it was like uh, uh for ned so okay so it was at like the end of the credits of yeah Norbit. Yeah, and for Ned, who was killed by a head, it was it was kind of, it was a comedy, so they had to make a joke out of it, you know. Right, right. So, did everybody stay in the theater to the end of the credits of Norbit? Well, see, to let me see just that, a little back up. It was, it was just like so they had all these movies. They were getting rid of these films. So I was like, I yeah. just want to like just let me see how I, I timed it out so I could see at least four movies that day. I was like, let me just see how many movies I can see one day in theaters. So I got there on my day off brought some breakfast coffee in with me and i think at 10 a.m i started norbit then like one o'clock watch Hannibal rising and then like around like 3 15 3 20 or so that's when sunset earth came on so i was already like two movies deep kind of just kind of half hallucinating half just kind of just wiped out from just being in these dark auditoriums for yeah. half the day but i was like oh I, I gotta do it i'm just gonna stick around and see see if i can break the record whatever the record is and that's when I just kind of, but uh, even though like my spirits were low, like I, I, something about this film just brought me to my feet. I was just so, it inspired me to like really just kind of commit to making movies and just finding those creative passions in my, my life and just trying to blossom them as much as possible. Oh, so, that's great. So this is really just one of those foundational movies that, you know, down with like, uh, Jurassic, you know, Jurassic Park, uh, oh, yeah. Magnolia, Scott yeah. Pilgrim, The Nice Guys. Yeah, movies uh, that like Brazil. will have staying power. Right, right. Yeah, Sunset Earth. It's just another one, and like not enough people are talking about this film, and it's just kind of a shame. 
No. Uh, it's probably because it's, it's not streaming anywhere. No. Uh, the, the DVDs are all like out of print. There's like, there's like there's rights issues. You know, they're right. like, because like, you know, half the soundtrack is like Beatles and Rolling Stones songs. So like, it was just very expensive. And then mm-hmm. there was like a change of the estate of some people who own those original master recordings. So yeah, it gets complicated. Uh, yeah, it's just one of those shame. It's like how Homicide Life in the Street still is not streaming anywhere. You know, just like ah, oh, just if if it was easy, it would have happened by now. But. Right, right, exactly. So yeah, it, it's unfortunate. Like it, we we talked about this with the streaming mm-hmm. stuff. It's like yeah, it's great. You have all this stuff at your fingertips, but then like gems like this kind of get like lost in the shuffle. And um, that if they're not out on DVD, it's like where can you even see them then? Yeah, you know. Like like a VHS copy maybe I yeah think, maybe I, I, they I think this might have been one of the last VHS movies in like this yeah it came yeah, out yeah 2007 is probably 2007 like, yeah, yeah it's like they were still hanging on there just you know like like today it's like they still a lot of times they bundle a Blu-ray with the DVD as well so mm-hmm. uh, yeah yeah so that's that's how I own it. I have a VHS copy I did you get the hologram cover yeah the hologram came with it. Um, actually got two copies because I kind of I wanted to like put the hologram all like on my wall with like my, my yeah. vision board I had at the time. Oh, okay. And uh, yeah, just like stuff that inspires me. I was like, I, yeah, I just yeah, want yeah. this, but I don't want to ruin the original copy of this film. So I, I bought two, and you know, back then VHSs were like you know thirty five ninety nine. Oh yeah, but, I mean they were still so expensive. I, it seemed yeah. like they would get cheaper as they were kind of you being think phased that, out, but yeah. I, I think that they, they were trying to do like a whole vinyl record thing, like hey, nostalgia VHS. Hold yeah. on to this and pay more. Right. So so that's when I first watched it. Yeah, it was like after like two movies in the theater. And then after that, I watched, um, oh, what was it? It was like Bridge to Terabithia. So, wow. That's a quite yeah. a day. It was, a, and, I came out, I just like collapsed and like yeah. got in my car and drove home and slept for like 18 hours. Well, I mean, at least, uh, at least you brought breakfast in. Yeah, yeah. A lot of popcorn. brought lunch too. I should have. <laughs> yeah. uh, um, well, yeah. So yeah, I mean, we're not going to get into like, the plot of this movie. I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty straightforward, but for mm-hmm. people who haven't seen it, the basic premise is, is that Judd Hurst plays a senior NASA scientist. Uh, he discovers the sun is expanding at an accelerated rate. It's going to swallow the entire galaxy. Um, meanwhile, Jake Busey, Gary Busey's son. Who oh, I he, was so, he was so good in this. Oh, he's so great. I, I don't yeah. see him enough. I think the last thing I saw him in was the Frighteners. Yeah, and he, the uh, Starship Troopers, he was kind of, mm-hmm. I guess that was like oh, yeah, a that's like one of his before. biggest. Yeah. Right. Um, but yeah, then, uh, yeah, so he's in, he's kind of in a space shuttle. They're Like, in this world, like Alan Moore had predicted, like, we had had kind of like a station on the moon, so they were kind of doing like a routine, uh, you know, drop-off of mm-hmm. supplies to the moon station, and uh, he discovers that his daughter, uh, played by Zendaya, yeah. Uh, her her first movie. She was yes. like ten years old. Yeah, and there's already you just like this girl is gonna be a star. You yeah, know, she's just incredible. She got such presence. Just like just the way that she just had. You know, she just stays in the moment, and mm-hmm. you know, she's not waiting for her turn to talk. She's like actually listening to her co-stars. Exactly. Yeah. So. No. She was she was great. She reminded me of um, oh, who played the young girl in um, uh, Dakota Fanning, like a like a Dakota Fanning type who's just like immediately good, mm-hmm. and then you know like. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like, just, just super charming. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they didn't, they didn't like overburden her with like little, little quippy phrases. Like, you know, she's like the smart ones. Like, she just had like some real like pathos and heart, and mm-hmm. you know, it's just vulnerability as the situation in the film un- 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 unveils. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's just, it's still a crime she did not get nominated for that role. You know, it's just one of those right. like those like Shirley Temple moments. Like, just 
just give her all the awards. Just take my yeah. money, Zendaya. It's a bummer. Like nobody got nominated for this. It mm-hmm. was almost like it just kind of it was. It's almost it like this movie didn't happen gone. at all. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like it wasn't real. Uh, but yeah, so like uh, his daughter's like staying stowing away on on the ship, mm-hmm. um, and then you know NASA gets a hold of them and it's like, hey, like you're the only ship that's out there right now. We need you to solve this problem, mm-hmm. and that's kind of what you know sunset earth is like this is going to be the last the sun will literally be setting on the earth and this is going to be kind of like the last chance effort to stop this from happening um which i believe was kind of the plot i don't know i feel like some of this came to like from danny boyle from the plot of sunshine because there's something wrong with the sun in that movie and they had to go fix that so i feel like they made some alterations to alan moore's and initial like vision at least one of the drafts you know yeah it's like instead of like taking a nuclear bomb and like blowing up the sun and it's like they just they, they just kind of wanted to get up and close and just do some math problems and just take some samples and uh they were going to send out like one of those weather balloons as well which didn't really work as well no. you can kind of that that was like one of those like oh this is a cgi in 2007 this big ass weather balloon just kind of yeah. hurling towards the sun right but uh which i don't know what they were thinking there because it's like zero gravity so it was like a thrust. Seemed like they had a thruster on the balloon. I, I didn't really get mm-hmm. what the plan was with the balloon. Yeah, it, it felt like there was. It was like one of those like kind of placeholder. Like, oh, we'll just figure out the science later in the in the right. script. And they didn't quite do another pass on the script. So, yeah, it just came across a little undercooked. Right, right. But you I know, mean, they had all all this stuff with like NASA back and forth as they're talking. Yeah. You know, uh, Clancy Brown and Matthew oh Lillard God, yeah. just kind of just going against like loggerheads, just kind of button button. Uh, there are conflicting ideologies of what should happen to the right. solar system and, and the sun. Just sweating. They're, they're, I love a, I love a good scene where everybody's smoking. They're mm-hmm. sweating. They're like dress shirt, like sleeves are like rolled up and they're yeah. like maybe like perched kind of standing like you. And they're just like leaning over a desk and just like yelling at each other. It's like, no, if we, if it goes like half a millimeter this way, like they'll die, you yeah. know? And it's just them arguing about trying to like, how do we get these? Cause the, the radio at this point, the sun is getting so big. It's interfered with, you know, there's a radio interference. So it's like the small windows of time they have to get a signal to, to, uh, Jake Busey, uh, uh, his, uh, Frank's ship, mm-hmm. uh, is very small. So like they have to like get the information as quickly and as, as succinctly as possible. Um, I did like that scene though, where the weather balloon gets caught on the outside of the ship. And then actually, uh, Zendaya, uh, uh, what's what, the daughter's name? Char- it was Charnay. Charnay, that's what it was. Yeah. Yeah, Charnay, yeah. Uh, dons a suit herself and then goes out. And then, uh, you know, F- Frank's also obviously freaking out. Like, he can't leave the the, the control panel. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, um, that time he's still kind of dealing with, like, he's, he's like, kind of going through, like, withdrawal from, like, from just, as the script calls it, just space drugs. Yeah, like he's got drugs, the secret yeah. space drug addiction, mm-hmm. and he's like, "I got to get clean for my daughter." But I'm like, "I was." He was hoping he'd be back on Earth by then to kind of dry out, but he's still just kind of not having a good time. But right, just, yeah, like, all those like, it's kind of weird how they just have him kind of break the, break the the style of the film where he just has these like voiceovers of just like, "I need space drugs. I need space drugs." Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, that was, was weird. It, it kind of strange. Like, it was like the final cut of Blade Runner, or not the final cut, but one of those cuts where they added the like, early the cut. Yeah, 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 the early just, cut. Yeah, just 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 to tell the audience like this guy is is going into withdrawals, but it's not for like cocaine or heroin or alcohol. No. It's just space drugs. Well, the first shot of him, I mean, it informs his character. He's kind of he's in the uh, the ship's like you know uh, 
uh, what do we call it? I guess bathroom. I was trying to think mm-hmm. what they, a la- laboratory or whatever. Yeah. The space bathroom. Yeah. Right. The space right. Laboratory. And he's in zero G and he's just kind of floating there. And then the pills are kind of floating in front of his head. And then he has that mm-hmm. narration of like, I bet you think this is ibuprofen, but this is actually space drugs. Right. Which is weird because it's like, who is he talking to? I guess he's talking to us. So mm. it's kind of, but then, but then they never do it again. So I, I kind of expected them to break the fourth wall again. Yeah. Um, or just like, yeah, you, if you're going to have this kind of noir-esque, uh, convention of like of a voiceover for the, one of the main characters yeah just um just use it <laughs> just use <laughs> like, it yeah have him at the end like you know when they do manage to uh shrink the sun back to a more manageable size yeah. just like have something like oh boy i can't wait to celebrate with some space drugs or not because i'm clean now right. something like some kind of something line like that, like yeah. that. But, yeah but i mean you know like it, it seems like he's he's been struggling this with this for a while and and um he's trying to hide it from his daughter Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, yeah, I mean, I guess that's a real thing, you know. Or I, I would imagine it is. is some you must have to take some kind of like supplements to get into the space, like all kinds of supplements. Program, yeah, you know? yeah. So, they have you take vitamin A, vitamin B, vitamin C, vitamin right. D, vitamin E. Uh, yeah, yeah. Vitamin F. Right. And then like no one's talking about like vitamin G and H or B twelve. B twelve. You know, like, I mean, you're not getting any meat up there. No, it, not at all. No, they they they, show, they have their space. The, the, the scene where they, he tries to have a steak in space and it just it just kind of turns into liquid. Yeah. It's really sad. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. Uh, yeah. He, he opens the uh, he's like, oh, you know, like what Zendaya's character is mm-hmm. just like, oh, what are we having for dinner? And then he's like, oh, we're going to try the steak again. And then mm-hmm. she kind of rolls her eyes. And then he opens the tube, and it's just like, yeah, it's just liquid coming out. And she's like, did you forget to, to cook it again? And he's like, yeah. yeah. And then, which is kind of, which I really love, though, is that, like, the rest of the movie, you could just see drops. Of, yeah. Like, the <laughs> that was a nice around. touch. Yeah. yeah. And they didn't call too much attention to it. Just like, yeah, just, just drops of prime rib. Yeah. Just kind of floating in the background. Kind of remind me of, like, one of those, like, early, um, uh, there's, there's Japanese films from the 50s, like Ozu, the floating weeds. Just every now and then, there's just kind of like this, like it's kind of droplets of flowers, just, just kind of coming from the ceiling yeah. in the background. After, after these big dramatic moments of characters experiencing uh, great pains and crisis, mm-hmm. uh, just like ah, oh, the universe just keeps on going. You know, right. life and death, rebirth. Mm-hmm. It's all a cycle. Exactly. So yeah, but yeah, so yeah, they they at the end they do manage to shrink their uh, sun back to. A manageable size, as you said. Mm-hmm. Um, by yeah, no, it's it's that it's that weird method where it, it's like it's kind of like what Contact did, where it's like there's actually like there's this, this extraterrestrial presence that's yes. kind of like inside the sun, and really it was just it wasn't really growing due to any kind of abnormal physics. It was just like trying to get Earth's attention in mm-hmm. a way. It's like, hey, I'm. You know this this species that we never get a name. We kind of just they kind of come to us like in the in the form of Diane Weist. Mm-hmm. Remember, she's she's just, she's just kind of like this uh, old hippie lady, and you know yeah. she's got like one of those. She's got a hacky sack. It was kind of like one of those like did they put the wrong reel on in the movie theater? Like is this the same film? Is something's going on here? But then she kind of has that nice conversation with with Frank and Charnay, and because he kind of she reminds him of her of his mother and yeah. Uh, it, but it's just this alien presence reaching out and just like saying, "Hey, let's hang out some some more." You know, I know I'm the sun. I know that I can burn your eyeballs out if you look at me. But right, you know, I think we need to make this friendship work. Well, or, yeah, it's 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 a it's a cool shot because okay, so mm-hmm. 
again, spoilers if you haven't seen this. I, yeah, I don't know why we keep yeah. saying spoilers, I, but yeah, they should see this. I mean, yeah. track it down. Uh, right. If you want my if you want my VHS copy, you know, you know, I'm willing to let you borrow it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jaya will. He's got an extra. Um. Yeah. So, yeah. So they fly. They have to fly directly into the center of the sun to kind of like. You know the gravita- gravitational pull of it to interrupt it to kind of start it to get like shrink again, mm-hmm. uh, something like that. I don't know. Like obviously, it makes like, no like, sense. Like, it's like the Merck equation they call yes, it. You something know, like they're that. doing all, there's like the Pythagorean theorem comes into play and Matthew Lillard yeah. yells, "It's the Merck equation!" Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but then like it gets so hot and so bright that uh, we kind of like the whole screen kind of goes white, and that's when yeah. Uh, Diane Weiss shows up and then we mm-hmm. have this in, like imagery you're not sure if like are they dead again mm-hmm. like is this from another movie also like Kurt Russell's in the background somewhere so it's like it feels like it's like they just kind of took Diane Weist and Kurt Russell and then kind of like mashed two pieces of celluloid together like it really didn't like it, it was so jarring to the yeah. point where like it didn't even seem like she was addressing Frank you know, like yeah, it, it, it felt like it was just like kind of outtakes from like another movie yeah. that was shot around the same time, right? And they just kind of like used that those few scenes, and they just kind of wrote dialogue to kind of talk to her footage in a way. Yeah, yeah, it was really disconcerting, but also like you know, with her being this alien presence that lives inside the sun, it it kind of worked. Yeah, you know, because even an alien would be like, I don't know how to talk to. You. I still have to learn how to communicate. So right, right, right. And so let's play some hacky sack. Yeah. You know. Did you get the um like the the Sunset Earth hacky sack that came out around this time? It was like in all Spencer's gifts and like um, Fye stores. No, like, just, no, I, yeah. I didn't get that. I re- I remember like people playing hacky sack around that time. Mm-hmm. I just never. Um, okay. No, I was more into Devil Sticks at, in two thousand seven. Ooh. Yeah, I was I was I was really Devil Sticking it up. Um, you put on, you know, a pair of Jenkos, go out to the park and hit some devil sticks around. Um, yeah, no, but I, did you get that? Yeah, I had, I had a few just to like, I thought this is going to be a big collector's item. And, and it's just the earth, right? It's just like a, yeah, it's just a hacky shack, hack, hacky sack shaped like the earth. Yeah. It's something um, you could like find on earth day or something that somebody would right, give you for right. free. And it had, it was kind of like a shoddy quality though. It was like falling apart, like kind of like all the, the, the flakes of like the, 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 the beans or whatever it is is beans yeah in there? yeah a lot of beans sand uh yeah s- some rice as well right yeah it, it, it was more like it was made for like its look more than like its uh its flexibility or uh what do you call it like air air quality for a hacky sack you know all, all those phrases they use to describe how uh a hacky sack flies through the air yeah those phrases, just in that collection of phrases that you have. Those phrases. Uh, like a pile of shine or spice. Or... <laughs> spice yeah. makes a pie shine. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So, that was a, that was a cool role. I, you know, I I like Diane Weiss. I don't know. It, it wasn't her best role. It was definitely memorable. Right, you know? right. So It was cool to just see her play, like, a little bit different from, like, you know, you see her in the birdcage. She's very straight-laced. Yeah. Something like this. She's, like, playing, like... Yeah, again, like you said, more of a hippie, uh, mm-hmm. more of a free spirit. Um, I thought it was really cool. I thought it, I think it, I just thought it was cool to like personify the sun, 
Um, yes, yeah. Because it's, it's yeah. always like the Earth, the Moon, the, the the Moon has like you know a presence in, in a lot of children's stories. The Sun occasionally gets just like I'm a cool guy with sunglasses and like a soft drink, woohoo! But yeah, you know this actually showed like a more vulnerable side of the Sun character. Yeah, which so. which made it that much more like kind of emotional when uh, Jake Busey's character has to choke the life out of Diane Weist. Which is essentially yeah. is choking the sun. So it kind of represents. We don't really get to see the ship flying into the center of the sun, but this is like mm. kind of laying out what's going on. Is that really depriving the sun of its energy by killing it? It's we're saving it, sort mm. of thing. Um, if you want to save something you love, you have to kill it. That's just that's the message I got from this movie. Yeah, I, I think that was the tagline on the poster. Yeah, too. If you, yeah, well, at least on that, one that of the posters. A- I think it might have just been the one for like Canada and, and UK, you know, uh, the US. Okay. It was like, uh, we don't want to be giving people this crazy idea. Yeah. So we can't handle it. Did you uh, get to keep any of the posters from uh, when from you worked at the Regal? Yeah. Sometimes yeah. they sometimes they would like if, if you're like a manager, you'd probably get first dibs. But sometimes they had other ones that were just like, yeah, t- t- have this, take it, um, you know, use it as wallpaper or use it as uh, wrapping paper or. Oh, that's that's yeah. a fun idea to like using his wrapping paper. Right, <laughs> right. Expensive wrapping paper. Yeah, but uh, yeah, you have to, sometimes there's, there's like people would just like sell them online or just whatever. I I got a few posters from like the county theater. I have I got mounted on some foam board and they're all in the walls of my apartment. Yeah. So nice. Yeah. Um, um, let's talk about how this movie looked because I wasn't a big fan. You know, you'll see that you know you look IMDb. It was. Um, it was shot. I'll, I'll be very clear. The cinematography was by Thelma Schoonmaker, the famous editor of like all of Martin Scorsese's movies. But it was edited by Roger Deakins, the famous cinematographer of like Coen Brothers and like Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Yeah. So like they just they were they just kind of had this like they signed the contracts. This is like this never happens in Hollywood. But like they, they somehow like the contracts got mixed up and. You know, Roger Deakins signed on to edit the film, not shoot it, and Thelma signed on to shoot it, not edit it. So, like, these are both like just, you know, top quality artists in their prime, but they were doing like roles they're not accustomed to. It's like if a um, a football linebacker has to um, be a goalie in hockey, you know, just yeah. they're they can they can kind of do the work, but they're it's just not what it's not why you. It's not why they signed up for this. It's not what they've been training for and preparing yeah. for. Yeah. So I mean, I had read that that actually the that mix up of the contracts happened at mm. that same infamous party. You yeah. Know? So it actually this happened in the kitchen party. because this deal this was like pushed through so quickly mm-hmm. that uh, that Thelma Shoemaker and Roger Deakins were in the kitchen. They were signing the contracts. They were drawn up immediately in the living room, put into the kitchen, and then actually somebody had spilled their liquor. And then they were like, oh, you know, in the haste of grabbing all the papers in fear of them getting ruined, they did get mixed up. So that's exactly yeah. that's actually that's what IMDb uh, says happened. But, yeah. Ain't it cool news has this article. They're saying like, oh, maybe it was Elizabeth Olsen. Because remember, she was like famously just plastered out of her mind at this party. Oh, yeah. And yeah. She's the one that spilled the drink. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I believe it was. Yes. A, uh, she was drinking a, a hard Shirley Temple is what she used yes. to uh, drink. Just, she'd have somebody make a Shirley Temple and then she'd pour her own liquor into it mm-hmm. but so so yeah the contracts had mixed up but uh, so they set up a set they're like what are you doing Thel- thelma you're supposed to be behind the camera and roger get get back into the office and start editing these dailies so 
but despite these unusual circumstances, I think they... I don't know. I want to give him some credit, but also, like, the movie looked like shit yeah. in some ways. And it also just was, like, too long. I mean, let's talk about the runtime Yeah, this film. Five and a half hours. Yeah, it's a, that's John, yeah. To, to watch a five and a half hour movie and then watch Bridge to Terabitha, I don't know right. how you. I know. I I was young. I was like uh, I was like 20, 20 years old or so. I was the same age as Harry Kane Ashley. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, and, that's... Uh, I just thought I I thought I, I can do this. There was like there was like a, a an intermission. I don't know. Do you have an intermission when you saw it ever or on the on the tapes or? So not all copies have the intermission. But. No, I mean I had I had the you know DVD uh, mm-hmm. rare out of print like DVD from you know I had to return it to Blockbuster. I don't have it anymore. But I remember right, we right. had to flip it over. Remember when you used to have to flip DVDs? Yeah, over? yeah. You gotta be careful. You you start on the right side too, because sometimes you start on like the B side. And oh yeah, no, just... there was there was the whole we actually did start it on the wrong side. Okay. Yeah, and it was like the whole part where uh, they end up having to go to Pluto, and then they're just like, oh, we have to like reverse the polarity of pluto and then right. slingshot back to the sun and i was like what the hell's going on it's like i think we put mm-hmm. this in but we actually kept watching it from the middle and then and then we watched it we flipped it over to the right side so i actually watched this out of sequence the first time oh that's that's a shame that was your first experience watching that's okay it like that, yeah. but yeah it's actually kind so, of yeah it was, like it was just one of those things where, like rogers like okay you gotta learn how to edit buddy you know just yeah. cut things down and thelma you, you gotta learn how to open up those apertures on the camera and mm-hmm. light properly and uh, yeah, so luckily that never happened again, but you know, there was a real opportunity there. It could have been like the start of a beautiful partnership between the two craftspeople. Right. I mean, I want to emphasize, we do love this movie. I mean, it, we love it looks it. like yeah. garbage, all, but I love all five and a half hours of it. Yeah. Absolutely. I'll just put it on in the background when I'm like doing, when I'm like just kind of cleaning my apartment or making dinner. Just, right. just it, it, it's a very soothing presence. Yeah. So, um, but one of my favorite scenes uh, is when they end up having to kind of leave. So, so at this point later in the movie, they've, they've repaired the sun. Mm-hmm. Um, and this, they, they kind of, they have it in their heads. Like he doesn't tell uh, his daughter, but that this is kind of a suicide mission. Um, yeah. You know, that he's not sure if we're going to make it back from this, but it seemed like she would have been okay with it anyway. She's very plucky. Uh, but, so there's the moment where they actually the inside of the ship gets so hot from the sun they actually have to ride the ship back by by attaching themselves to the outside of the ship when they re-enter the Earth's atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Um, so because the cold of space balances out like the heat of the sun. So right, yeah, I thought they explained that pretty well. I, you know, so I, I didn't feel like I was being talked down to. But no, no, but the, it was a very yeah, just incredible scene. There, yeah, they're in those spacesuits and they're just kind of holding on to the sides of the ship. Yes, you know. And and that one song by um, who was it? I think it was the it Rolling was, Stones song. Rolling Stones. It it was like uh, oh, it, it's used all the time in like commercials. Yeah, I'm not good with like it. It was Mother's Mother's Little Helper. Sure. Yeah, it kind of played in like the um like the drug themes of the film as well. Oh yeah, yeah. But also like the mother character esque in Dying Waste and uh, yeah. Well, there was the it, yeah there was, was the point because it was playing at the point they're like. At this point, hanging on to the side of the ship, mm-hmm. um, he does that really like tearful kind of like, I, you know, I love you speech to his daughter because mm-hmm. it's still like pretty sure they're going to die. Uh, and he actually like reaches for the pills, the space drugs in his pocket. Right. And um, 
he's about to take him, and then uh, Zendaya, uh, you know, she has that that famous line yeah. that you know I can still quote to this day. Yeah, 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 yeah. She, she, but you want to say it at the same time? Yeah, sure. Let's say it yeah, at the same okay. time. <laughs> she says, "Dad." And this might be weird over Zoom, but yeah, sure. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, but Dad, Dad, don't, don't let, let those space, space drugs drugs come come between our, our relationship come on yeah come on and they they say it at that speed because the gravity is kind of like messing with right kind right, of time right. and space um yeah that famous line uh it's the top quoted line on imdb yeah imdb it's just like they just have all kinds of versions of right it and, and he, I, he, I remember yeah. it was on t-shirts for a bit i remember like in the early 2000s uh, 2010s i'm sorry right yeah kind of like an ironic thing like bringing it back yeah so but then we see the drugs he lets them go and they actually fly back into the sun and we get like a quick glimpse of diane weiss she's okay mm-hmm. and she catches the drugs turns to kurt russell who again like uncredited don't understand his role in this movie kind of winks at him and then they you know they're both dressed like hippies and they kind of like skip off over this hill uh Uh, yeah so they're doing space drugs in the sun uh everything's fine but yeah they they, you know eventually the ship makes it back to earth uh crashes into the ocean they uh have that moment where judd hirsch and matthew lillard and ben savage and everybody like they they're out there on the tugboat to kind of retrieve the 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 ship um, and they open it and it's empty and they're like, oh no, they're, they died. Like they were right. vaporized and they then disintegrated. Yeah. And then Matthew Lillard says, or, no, sorry, Jake Busey, they're actually floating like, you know, a few yards away from the ship. And then they say that famous line. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. yeah. Which, I can remember. Yeah. You want to say I, it I got, got chills. Yeah. Yeah. Chills. Just, yeah. 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 It was, uh, Hey, hey. look over, over here. Here. I can't believe that that worked. Water water worked. Worked. Water worked. Yeah, that water worked. The water worked. Yeah. They had faith in the elements of the earth. That, right. A planet that was in such jeopardy. Right. Which uh, which also references the fact that the reason they were able to survive <laughs> them coming into the atmosphere is then die into, into a kind of a very obvious product placement. Takes out yeah. a bottle of Aquafina. And opens it and then drenches both of them in Aquafina, uh, mm-hmm. and that protects them from the heat of entering the Earth's atmosphere. Yeah, it was just one of those, just the, those, just I don't know, it just magic was in the air on set that day. Yeah. Just uh, it, it was just one of those, just things that never happens ever again. Right. But uh, uh, can we talk about David Provol? Let's say his yes. name, right? David Proval, so famous, famously voiced yeah. Richie April in season two of The Sopranos. Oh, he played Richie April. Yeah, yeah. But he also voiced him because he was there, yeah, on, he was set there on set as a, as a person, and he had a voice, and we could hear his voice talking. Unlike this but movie, yeah, he, he was not on set for this movie because famously recorded all of his lines in a New York City cab. Yeah, yeah. yeah he just he had like one of those old car phones hooked mm-hmm. up, and he was like, I think this would be more authentic for the role, playing an AI servant, essentially. Yeah. Which is funny, because uh, they like left most of it in. They didn't really edit a lot of it. Again, some problems mm-hmm. with the editing. So a lot of it's like, he, he'll be saying dialogue from the movie, and then you can hear him directing the cabbie where to go. Right. And it's like, oh, you can drop me off outside of, uh, mm-hmm. you know. To, uh, take take a left. I want to avoid ha- Houston Avenue at this time of day. Yeah. Houston Street. You know, right, I need, right. I'm not a New Yorker, but. Yeah, yeah. 
It's okay. Uh, yeah, you can hear like rap music booming from cars that came by, right. and just a lot of sirens just in the background. Yeah. So. And they left all that yeah. in, which I mean, I, I think adds something. You know, instead of it yeah. just being like a cold kind of voice, like Hal, it it definitely adds something to that. You know, the mm-hmm. AI character. It just it suggests a like you know like like say you know we just covered uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. The one character Marvin, he's got like a space uh, yeah. a head the size of a spaceship. His brain is so big. And that's why he's suppressed, but also like it suggests, like, oh yeah, David Preval's AI character, um, just his brain was just just encompassed an entire city block. That's how huge it was. Yeah, but like all like fit in the size of like a microchip. Right, right. It's a metaphor. Yeah, a, lot a, metaphor a lot of metaphors in this movie. In this movie yeah, yeah. There's also uh, um, yeah, and I was never. Did you think it was a dream? Because they have at the end of the movie they have three I'm, sequences. I'm still where... undecided. Yeah, okay. yeah. You go on. You have your theories. I got. I got some of mine. I, I've been doing like a lot of Wikipedia and YouTube rabbit holes on this. But well, the end of the movie they have those like sequence three sequences where uh, Jake Busey like wakes up terrified and sweating, and then he, he and it happens a couple more times pretty quickly mm-hmm. all together. So I'm not sure if this is like a dream within a dream within a dream within a dream. Um, Right, yeah. Some of the editing definitely suggests, you know, it's like when he ha- yeah he does wake up sweating and then he wakes up sweating again and then again. Yeah, it's you gotta just you have to do some some kind of tricky math to really figure out the timeline of this film, mm-hmm. like how much time is actually passing. Right. Um, I guess it could I mean, have been. The, oh, sorry. Go ahead. I mean, there's the one shot towards the very end of the movie where it's like somebody just like in a, in a white lab coat. Um, he's like in the very, like in the top right of the frame, like maybe like 50 or 60 feet back. He just starts shouting, um, Frank, you're dreaming. Wake up, wake up, wake up. But he's like very tinny and like the soundtrack's kind of over, overpowering. Oh, right. It, yeah. Yeah. Does he say also so like people, none of this happened? This was all a dream. You're dreaming. Yeah. Yeah. So people are suggesting like that character might just be like proof that this whole thing is a dream and he's actually like just taking a big old nap in a hospital or something maybe he just got conked in the head oh okay maybe he's in a coma could maybe i mean he's in a mental asylum who knows could be interpreted of like him coming off of the space drugs too you know yeah yes this whole movie yeah it could just be a big withdrawal mm-hmm. uh from space drugs but that but the final shot of the movie where him and his daughter mm-hmm. sit down and actually have a real steak and they both laugh yes like, oh so my good. god yeah i was i was literally brought to tears at that moment it's just like a nice you know? kind of like call back to that where it's like they finally get to have their steak mm-hmm. yeah it's a little burnt you know yeah. it's not like uh, in terms of like movie steaks like the one that uh joe Pantoliano has in the matrix is like number one like just the most delicious looking steak oh yeah it does look really good yeah this one's like it looks like half a steak also looks like it maybe fell on the ground a few times like and it's got some like some soot on it like from you know the floor mm-hmm. and but they just had they just had to do multiple takes they didn't have time just to kind of wipe it clean they only had like i know the movie had a big budget but i think their steak budget was very low mm-hmm. so yeah and now jake busey like famously kind of like had a little bit of a meltdown on set about mm-hmm. the steak and they had to kind of stop shooting um he kept complaining about it but you know he powered through um yeah. this movie uh you know didn't get a sequel though they intended it to have it be a sequel because at that point i had read that the um the earth was now shrinking too much and then they'd have to go back up and then kind of like rebalance it mm-hmm. uh, but d- sadly did not get a sequel movie had a budget of 150 million dollars and then made 150 million dollars so they broke even yeah that was just like incredible how that yeah. happened like just by the by the penny it was it made exactly how much it cost to make so 
everyone just kind of threw their hands up like, ah, all right. Well, yeah. Let's just move on, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I don't nobody know. lost yeah. anything. Nobody gained yeah, anything. Yeah, I was like, I'm not happy. I'm not sad either. So, I mean, that was kind of like the reception of this movie, and it's kind of why it just vanished. It really didn't meet, leave much of a mark. Mm-hmm. You know, it just like didn't make any money, didn't lose any money, you know, didn't win any awards. Kind of just, yeah, it kind of fell off the face of the earth. Yeah, it didn't have any, like, you know, a lot of these, like, sci-fi movies might have, like, a any other type of like a video game tie-in or like maybe they want to make a television show out of it or music videos or any kind of merchandising branding thing. I guess, you know, it didn't really have any kind of famous IP behind it. You know, Alan Moore, it was just an original story he had to tell. And I think that he told it and the team that he attracted to tell it, they did a pretty good job. And uh, yeah, what I think more I, can you ask for? For like a, an ambi- ambitious script like this, like, I think they did kind mm. of the best. That's, that's my kind of uh, take on, um, the Watchmen movie, like at the time, I think, I mean, obviously I think the series on HBO did like a better job of expanding that world and being true to it. But I think the movie at the time, say what you want about the director. And I, I don't know. There, a lot of people have complaints about that movie. I thought it was fun. I think it was kind of the best we could have done at that moment in history of like Hollywood and stuff. It's like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. There's no giant squid, but no, nah. yeah. I mean, this movie has kind of a cult file. I actually, I, I was looking on on the subreddit for this. There's like a subreddit oh, for just like r slash Sunset Earth, you know, just for like Gotta little Sunset there. Earth fans. Yeah. yeah, and and there's like this there's like this one person that keeps posting like like I'm at hey I'm actually working like in the development at like a new original streaming service and like we actually might have the rights to Sunset Earth. So like, do you know those uh, videos that play at gas stations? Uh, yeah, the pump. You, you know, you get you got the pump. Uh, yeah. like, uh, Sunoco's gas station pump, uh, they're actually starting their own new, uh, it's called Sunoco plus and they have their, they're starting their own streaming service, oh my God. which you subscribe for. It's going to be like nine ninety nine a month and they're going to have their own original shows, movies, and all that stuff. And there's the rumor is at sunset earth, the mini series adaptation, they're going to just kind of do a whole new take on the material is like one of their, their flagship shows in development right now. That's cool. So, yeah. Cause usually yeah. all it is just like trailers for, um, the NBC show where they, it takes place at a Walmart. Yeah, a superstore. Superstore. It's, yeah, it's usually just like this yeah. week on Superstore. Yeah, or just here's the weather, or like here's gas be prices. And... Pretty quick episodes then? I would guess. Yeah. It'd be like a quick. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be a quick bite. That's for sure. I mean, it's, yeah, for people getting gas, well, you spend four minutes maybe. Yeah. If you have an empty tank, it might take a little longer. But So I'm assuming like you'd have to pay by card. That way it, like, mm-hmm. it would activate like your account. Like they would, you right. would have your your card number on file and then and play, pick exactly. up where you left off, I guess. Yeah, that's I think that's a nice thing about it. You know, you're on the go and maybe you left your phone in the car and you just need some content like while you oh. wait for your car to fill up with gas. I hate and, when like, that happens. That's how Sunoco Plus is going to come through. Yeah, and pr- provide our eyeballs with a uh, sweet sweet uh, visuals that stimulate the brain. Great. Yeah, I mean, you know, like so. I just like want to have a screen screen in front of my face always mm-hmm. you know and like i used to just kind of stand there and um for the 30 seconds it takes to fill my car up and think about stuff but i'd rather just watch things yeah i used to like reflect on my life or just like kind of take a moment just to kind of breathe and just kind of do a little people watching mm-hmm. or just uh but no no that's 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 old peck that's old past no i think in the future we're just going to be just I, I want to I want to drown in content. That's what I'm saying, Justin. Mm-hmm. You know, if if that's how I died on this planet, just just watching, uh, 
attractive people make witty one-liners back and forth and while uh the newest hit by bts plays on the soundtrack i'm cool with that yeah me too yeah yeah i'd had die happy man yeah i want to put a screen on the inside of my coffin (laughs) just in case i'm not actually dead and i wake up you know, like yeah. they used to do that. They put like a little bell you could ring in case. Yeah. You... Oh, like the like the ancient Egyptians did. Yeah. You know, they used to fill it with like food and drinks. Right. And books. Yeah. Just put a scrolls. put a screen in there. Yeah. Put a screen in there. Yeah. Let me watch Shit's Creek. You know, I'll finally get a chance to catch up when I when I die. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so I'll watch Shit's Creek. I mean, it's bingeable. You know, twenty minute yeah. episodes. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, I think we've said all we need to say about Sunset Earth. I mean, if you yeah, haven't Sunset seen this, Earth. go Check see it. it. Out. Please. If you can find yeah. it, uh, again, I guess you could borrow it from Jaya. Yeah, I got a copy. Um, yeah, hit me up. <laughs> you know what we should do is we should try to uh, schedule like a um, a screening at Arts Quest when things open up, like a public. That a would public be fun. Screening. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Just just introduce like a whole new generation of fans to this film. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe they'll just kind of get the the conversation in the air just to kind of continue. You know, beyond this Sunoco Plus show, maybe just more a sequel, a, pro- a proper prequel, something. An Amazon series yeah. or the yeah. Sunoco series, you know. It's just, just I want, I want more stories in this told this universe. Yeah, so. I mean, there's so much and now you can that do. like now that Zendaya is more of a household name. Yeah. At the time, it was like, who is this girl? Right. But now that she, you know she's attract, you know she's got her own HBO show. She's in the Spider Man movies, and Judd Hirsch is still um, still kicking. He's still Hirschin. Still Hirschin. <laughs> he Hirsched a lot in yeah. uh, uh, Independence Day Resurgence or whatever the hell that movie mm-hmm. was. Yeah, you know, it could be like that, that that moment, like how John Travolta had the comeback in Pulp Fiction. You know, this could be Judd Hirsch's, you know, resurgence into the general yeah. consciousness. I'm sure so. he wants that, you know? Absolutely. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. So that's Sunset Earth. Check it out if mm-hmm. you can. Borrow it from Jaya. Yeah. Uh, it might be a bit of a long wait. I do have a few other people who um, are kind of on the list. To oh, you got a list it. going. So, yeah, I, 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 next on my DVD collection, I just have, it's just, like, all people just taking out Sunset Earth copies, and I make sure, like, I give them, like, at least two weeks to watch it before I just send them a text, like, hey, man, you still watching that? I got other people interested, so. Well, um, um, libraries usually have a copy of them, so I, I would actually suggest yeah. listeners, I think the Bethlehem Public Library has at least one copy, so head on down there and ask for Sunset Earth on uh, VHS, they should have it. Mm-hmm. Tell, them, uh, yeah. tell them we sent you. Yeah, absolutely. Just name drop one of us. Because we're the only ones ever taking it out of there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great. So that's Sunset, that's Sunset Earth. Earth. Yeah. yeah. I was, I'm so happy we got to talk yeah, about finally, it, Justin. Yeah. yeah it, it was just like we talked about like Blair Witch Project, the Nice Guys, Brazil, uh, the Burbs. Yeah, you, you gotta know, do like all, one, all, one for them, all, one for us, you know? Right, right. So oh, this is good. Yeah. I'm going to watch it again. I think I'm going to, after we're done recording, I might just for old time's sake. <laughs> oh, yeah. So. I mean. Yeah. Hey, it'll be dinner time by the time you finish. It's a long movie. <laughs> Have you been outside yet? It's beautiful out. Uh not yet. No, oh, it's, it's gorgeous. Uh, yeah. I might walk to the uh, joint and get a coffee. Okay, maybe. If you want to go, <laughs> maybe swing by the library and. Uh, why not? Yeah, yeah. Why not? yeah. You know, let's support our local business. Yeah, I already walked to the hardware store. I'll walk to the joint. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Got uh, cool. some seed trays. Getting some planters. Going Ooh, for the garden. Yeah, yeah. You got to uh, grow. I got tomato seeds, red pepper seeds, mm-hmm. and jalapenos. I want to try. I think I'm late on the tomatoes. I don't know if that's going to work, but uh, we got a vacant room now that is hot as hell half of the year. So I'm going to start doing that before we start recording. So getting the garden going. Mm-hmm. That's be, be my Ugto for this okay. week is <laughs> getting the garden ready. Um, 
Also, uh, I picked up this book from Firefly yesterday. Let's see if I can. Whoops. He's picking it up. He's got it. It's in his hands. Uh, Mariko Tamaki's Laura Dean Keeps Breaking Up With Me. Beautiful, beautiful cover. Uh, won all sorts of awards uh, last year. New York Times bestseller. Uh, won the uh, Michael L. Prince Award for Excellence for Young Adult Literature. But yeah, it's a nice little graphic novel. Uh, ordered it from Firefly in Kutztown. Ordered mm. online. They called me 15 minutes later, said it's ready to pick up. I'm like, great. I walked in. Uh, they're very strict about their masking policy. They got a, a hand sanitizer station that they insist you use as soon as you walk in the store. It was great. I felt safe. Mm. Um, so, yeah, uh, support Firefly Bookstore. Uh, this I thought the customer service was was great. I like going there pre-pandemic and... They're still kicking. Oh, we had some fun times there. Uh, some some other guests of the show, we all went. Yeah. Firefly. Yep. Played some pool. It was like the last saw a movie. The last hangout. <laughs> was saw Little time. Women. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, soon, man. Soon. Yeah. But that's uh, my Ugg I'm reading uh, this. Uh, lo- your local bookstore and also gardening. Uh, do you got anything? Yeah, I'm reading this book. It's it's by the, the short story author George Saunders. And... Uh, it's called A Swim in a Pond in the Rain, and it's one of the best books on writing prose that I've ever read. I feel like I, I'm still in the middle of it, but I'm just like, I've been highlighting and writing notes in the margin like I've never done before. There's so much good, just granular, realistic advice for like how to structure a story and how to, how to dull out the information of character. Basically, it takes all these short stories by um, like Russian authors such as Tolstoy and Chekhov and... He um, the first story he actually breaks the convention where he's just like there's a page of the short story and then a page of him like saying like here's the information we have given by the author here's how the mind is reacting to it and what do we want next and what does the author do with this expectation and so it's just like just breaking this story down just 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 to like the molecular level and then the next like six or seven stories he just like here's the short story in its entirety and then like here's 15 pages on how this is constructed and it's just a just a such a great tool if you want to write prose or yeah, this applies to any kind of storytelling or, or, or writing in general so great um i can't put it down i put it down to record this podcast and then to watch sunset earth again right right yeah if you want to write so, your own yeah. sunset earth maybe you could read this yeah. book so yeah it's called uh yeah a swim in a pond in the rain by george saunders also one of the funniest short story authors uh check out his other books or like lincoln of the bardo and uh civil war land and bad decline is a is a classic of his so yeah that's my ugg toe all right great you gotta check this you gotta out check this out it's gonna it's gonna catch on mm-hmm. uh <laughs> something's gotta stick all right, I think that about does it uh this week for amusing ourselves to death this is a this is a special episode this is coming out um so I think if uh, we want to plug something real quick, this is coming out April, yes. April 1st. Um, but there's also something else that's, that's dropping uh, today as you're listening to this. It's, it's, in fact, it's available now that we need to break up podcast, uh, uh, a podcast I created um, co-starring a friend of the show, Christy Devlin, uh, where I have to break up with somebody new every episode in, an, in a larger attempt to break up with my uh, long-term partner, Elaine. So it's an improvised comedy podcast. Uh, it's serialized, so start from the beginning. Uh, I think the first episode is called "The Beginning," literally. With that, I, I can't, I've not listened to any of that. I can't wait though. <laughs> thanks, yeah, thanks, yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'll be, are you just listening just one episode on today, or are you gonna do like a couple? Just one or? today. It's gonna be like twice, a, twice today. a month. 
I'm trying okay. to come up with a schedule that uh, is pretty laid back and uh, allows me to, you know, focus on this as well, amongst other things. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, I, I, yeah, Justin is not breaking up with this podcast. No, no this is, just, I'm not going anywhere. Uh, this is this yeah. has been a thing I've been working on for about a year during the pandemic, quietly, very slowly, and now I'm uh, releasing it, perhaps earlier than I anticipated, but I kind of just want to get it out there, have people listen to it, and it will end at some point. It's going to be a limited series, so I don't know how long it'll go. Maybe 20 episodes. Maybe a little bit less. I don't know. But uh, yeah, it's out today. So you can go listen to that. We Need to Break Up. It's available everywhere. You got anything coming up? Uh, Nope. Great. No job? <laughs> nope. 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 I'm just going to uh, figure things out. I'm going to sp- I, I literally, I'm trying to like, like my last day is April, is tomorrow, April 2nd. And I kind of just want to hyper schedule my month of April for like, taking online classes for just kind of beefing up all of my skill sets and just trying to input as much healthy uh, just like just just I, I don't want to I'm not going to sit on my ass and just watch episodes of Detroiters all day don't or worry nap I'm going to walk and get a coffee yeah yeah, yeah. I'm going to try to spend this time as as well as I can and see, see what happens I feel like this is the time if there's ever a time just to kind of Re- reinvent ourselves this 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 is it so if there's ever a time to online. to shine the pie of our lives with some spice <laughs> perhaps some cayenne this is the time exactly all right well uh all right jaya all right justin good work yeah, today uh thank you all for listening at home please uh rate review subscribe check us out really, check er- me out on social media at jaypack don't check out justin he doesn't want you to find him right, right. Check yeah out don't don't f- try to find me uh <laughs> <laughs> leave me alone but please listen to the, my podcast uh uh i had something else I was, I was going to say and it's out of my brain now so okay i guess it Get just it wasn't wasn't meant to be thank you all for listening please stay safe out there and as always we'll see you on the internet april fools motherfuckers <laughs> Amusing Ourselves to Death is produced by Jaya Peck and Justin Passano. Artwork by Evan Stutz. Theme song by Pretty Lousy. Find us on social media at Facebook and Instagram at Amusing Ourselves to Death. Get in touch at Amusing Ourselves to Death Pod at gmail.com.